0: Uh, this is Top 100. This is a podcast where we're going to be going through the AFI uh, 2007 list of the Top 100 films of all time. Uh, I'm your host, Nate, with my co-host, My name Aaron. is Aaron, and uh yeah. first
1: movie <laughs> is number 100, Ben-Hur. We're going to count down. So, Nate, uh, you want to run us through the plot of this thing?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Let me read the... I'm going to actually read the, uh, <laughs> the description on Wikipedia, Good because job. I'm... I'm on the Wikipedia page for The Count of Monte Cristo, so that's a preview of what we're going to be talking about. Sandwiches. <laughs> yep, sandwiches. The Count of Monte Cristo is about sandwiches. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> if I could find the plot synopsis. Oh, my God. There's still plots. Okay, so uh, Ben-Hur is a... Uh, I want to almost call it like a revenge story uh, about a, uh, a wealthy... A Jewish man uh, who has his whole life taken away from him, and then he sort of like journeys back up to get revenge on the man who wronged him and the people who wronged him. Uh, the film stars... Uh, it came out in 1959. It's directed by William Wyler, uh, with a screenplay, uh, screenplay by Carl Tunberg. It stars Charlton Heston, Jack Hawkins, Haya Har- Har- Harit, if I could say that correctly, Yes. Uh, Stephen Boyd, uh, and it's a pretty good movie.
1: Yeah. It was it was something. <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm looking at the cast and crew. Apparently, Gore Vidal is an uncredited writer.
0: That's um, uh, that's interesting. I guess.
1: I just thought that was weird. Um, Are you on like IMDb? Like yeah, it said? was. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Anyway, so um, what did you think of this movie, Nate? Uh, I, I really liked
0: it. I thought it was way too long.
1: Yeah, like, I, I think was actually, you could have cut out that last, like, half hour, maybe.
0: <laughs> I think you probably could have cut out most of the last hour. Uh, I thought there was a lot more Jesus than I thought there would be, because, like, you see posters for this movie, and, of course, the subtitle, because uh, it's actually a remake of a 1925 silent film with the same name, and that remake, uh, it's actually an adaptation of an 1880 novel, but, like, it's called Ben-Hur, A Tale of Christ, and, like, there's more Jesus in this than I thought there would be there, going in.
1: There is a lot of Jesus I cuz I I've seen this twice, but both times I was in either like middle school or high school. And so it's mm. been about 10 years since I've seen either of these and seen this movie and um I guess I just blocked it out cuz I didn't remember any of the Jesus stuff.
0: Well, see that's <laughs> that's the thing too like that, that like he's in the movie, you never see his face, he's in the movie and like but he doesn't like have a huge impact. Like you could almost take him out of the movie. And like, if I were like cutting this, I would probably cut most of it out. What? Um Because I mean, there's a scene in the beginning where like Jesus gives him some water when he's like marching through the desert or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like, that's like kind of an important scene. Cause it like restores his faith and it. Like he uh, uh, makes him believe that like God has a plan for him. Right? Like humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, like that's the only important scene that Jesus is in. I mean, he doesn't make a really an appearance until later in the movie cuz the movie opens with like like you know Jesus literally the is three birth. wise men. Yeah, the three wise men and like the whole nativity scene and I'm like it doesn't really have any bearing on the rest of the movie. And then it's like you almost forget about it. Like I completely forgot about all the Jesus stuff by the and then like then he shows up in like Nazareth. Yes. Like, uh, Ben-Hur does. And then, like, he gives him the water. And I'm like, oh, Jesus is there. Well, he also ran like,
1: into um, one of the wise men when he was coming back at, with the with the sheik. The yeah, but, I Balthazar. mean, even then.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah, Balthazar. Uh, but, like, even then, like, that's so incidental to, like, the plot of the movie. Like, Balthazar is just, like, there to introduce him to the, the Muslim guy, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, And it's, like, like, it's so incidental to the rest of the movie. And then, like, he shows up at the end in like the last hour to heal his his uh, mother and his sister of leprosy, right? Right. And I'm like, it it I I it doesn't even like doesn't I don't know, it anything. doesn't make Yeah, it almost it's, seems like they added in there because they knew the audience liked it. Well, it, like it. Well like they felt, clearly made this for, for yeah, a very Christian it felt audience shoehorned at in
1: at the end. Also the Middle Eastern guy was in brown face. And I it know it, like,
0: like hilarious brown face. Yeah,
1: I, I, I got a list of hilarious stuff that we'll go over <laughs> later. I, I, there's like, there's like thirteen or fifteen items on this list.
0: Yeah, and it was actually um really interesting because I was actually looking at criticisms of the film originally, and mm-hmm. like one of them was that it was too long. And I'm like, yeah, I could have cut up maybe half an hour from the beginning and most of the last hour. Uh, because, like, it feels like the climax of the movie happens, that big chariot scene, that nine-minute-long chariot scene. That was
1: awesome, because it went through every single lap of that race.
0: I know, it was really cool. Like, and you could see, like, elements of that that they use in later movies. That... Like, there's totally, like, the Fast and the Furious in that Oh, movie.
1: definitely, but that scene totally just stands up. It stands the test of time. Like, you go, cool. I watched that it's... back, and... I watched it twice. Yeah. I went back and watched that again. That yeah, scene.
0: well, I was actually um, I was actually on Reddit the other day, and it was on our movies, and somebody posted the chariot scene, and I'm like, I actually sat down and watched it again because it's so riveting. Like it's like there's a lot of drama that happens. People are dying. They get trampled by horses and stuff. Like that's really cool.
1: One of and my... it's like the... yeah, go, ahead. Oh, go Sorry. ahead. you go ahead. Okay, go ahead. what I was gonna say was one of my favorite things about the movie was that they just had these moments where nobody was talking, and it was just all mm-hmm. and it was really intense. Like. The chariot scene. No one talked for a good ten or fifteen minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And also, when um, earlier, when he's on the boat and he rescues the the trip, the console, and they get on. The console tries to kill himself. There's no, they don't talk or anything, and it's just it's all just implied stuff and that, and you see, you get the idea of what they're doing by their actions, and you don't see that anymore in movies. It's more. There's just also like, no,
0: there's no music either.
1: No, there's not. I I didn't notice that until you just said that. Yeah, during there's that, no music in the
0: chariot, in the chariot scene at all. There's no music. Yeah. It's and... just it's just fully. It's just like the sound of the horses and the guys and the grunting and the and the uh the witties and stuff and like the, the wheels hitting the ground and it's very visceral. It adds a lot of like tension to the moment.
1: Uh, yeah, and there were just some also some just really great shots in that mm-hmm. movie. Um oh god, I wrote them down, but where'd they go? Oh, when um Arius was going up the stairs to Caesar after the oh, yeah. triumph there, mm-hmm. that was really good. It's just you just saw him in that yellow and like shiny armor, and it's just him walking up the stairs, and he and just all the lines of the stairs drew your eyes to him in the center of the mm-hmm. screen. And then another really good shot was an angled one at the end where um he kind of casts aside all of his Roman trappings, for, I guess you could say, like um when he's talking to the was it the governor. Is that Pontius Pilate?
0: Well, yeah, it, it was Pontius Pilate. Yeah,
1: when he's inside of Pontius Pilate's, like, house or wherever mm-hmm. that is, and he's just like, yeah, I'm done here, I'm out. And just, just mm-hmm. everything's kind of this purpley, dark color where he's, like, turning over a new leaf or something, and he's and he's the only thing that's white. And he's heading, mm-hmm. he turns his back on, literally turns his back on Roman society and walks out the door.
0: He's wearing white, so it's, like, the, like, purity thing, right? Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, really great shots of extras and, like, physical sets. Um, yes. uh There's so many, like, I was actually looking this up, there were, like, 1500 horses in this movie uh like and like thousands of extras for these scenes with like these long roman marches and like and you could tell like in a movie nowadays they probably digitally affect it and like it would look good like nothing against modern filmmaking but like they couldn't really get the same effect that they could in this where they have like literally thousands of people
1: well also uh, like
0: marching or like in the stands or you know
1: yeah but also another thing they did to get that effect was they would paint backgrounds Mm-hmm. And you can tell some of the scenes at the paint, like the triumph, you can tell the background was static. Like all the all the the parade further back, no one moved. No no one in the crowd moved. The parade didn't move, for example. Mm-hmm. But it looked, yeah yeah. It I had to do a second glance because I knew that was there, so I had to really look for it. But if you weren't looking for it, I don't think you'd notice it as much.
0: Yeah, the, I I mean I noticed a lot of the painted on backgrounds, but there were still like so many extras and stuff like that, like. Uh, almost unbelievable that they filmed this in the time period that they did. Yeah, um, the also way that they so, did it, the
1: color was so vivid in all of it. So yeah, like you, it very, it very. Thank
0: yeah, well it, well, it it's it's shot in a way that it makes it really pop. Like the composition of the of the shots is, uh, it really like pops out at you when you see it.
1: Absolutely, and. That could be a holdover for black and white films when they had to have that huge contrast so you could see a difference in color, a difference in between a person in the background and each other. So maybe mm-hmm. that's because nowadays it's there's a lot of browns and muddied colors and I don't know. It just seems so much more vibrant. and it didn't have any like filters over it.
0: Yeah, like you don't see it like because, like, if you look at the, the, the trailer for the remake, uh, that is flopping currently right now, I don't mean to date the podcast any, but uh, like, you could see that there's some like color correction in a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm they use they use some like rudimentary like color color stuff back then, but like everything is sort of like built the way that it looks, right? So. Uh, which can lend to like some of the props being a little cheap, and like some of that is true here. Like some of the sets and the props look a little cheap; they look a little dated. But it's a movie from 1959, so. Um, but like, yeah, you can you can totally tell that everything was intricately planned to look the way that it does. Um, yeah,
1: and everything is in that movie for a reason. It's in every single little detail. I mean, I saw a lot of inaccuracies, I guess, in some detail, but also a lot of accuracies with a lot of the historical. Perspective on things, like, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I think it was really, really well done movie. Mm-hmm. Just I thought that,
0: like, I thought that, like, the the stuff that works is the stuff that's like the almost human drama of it. Um, like, it's always interesting watching a revenge story, and uh, this is where I wanted to get into because, like, like, there's a lot to this that's like basically the Count of Monte Cristo, um, where like he basically gets sent to jail by right. his friend. And then he tries to come back and get revenge on the guy. And then he's got to sort of struggle with that. Um, like whether he wants to, to cause he, cause he, he says in the beginning of the movie that he like really abhors violence, but like he has to like struggle with wanting vengeance for his family and um, yeah keeping his vow.
1: And I think a uh, lot of that is why the religion is in there. Mm-hmm. Is because that helps him kind of lean in the direction of let's make peace at the end or or try and live peacefully when he helps Jesus in the end, and he gives him the water. He's like, "Hey, look, I'm trying to." Be I a thought good that was here. like
0: the Jesus stuff was really forced, but I thought that that scene, uh, like, really went well together with the scene they established earlier in the movie when Jesus gives him the water. Oh, absolutely, I thought, and then like, he tries to give it back to him, I like that. Those I, two I things are
1: really were good. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I agree with you on that. But like, I don't think it needed like the whole Jesus story in there. I think it just needed those two scenes with Jesus, and I think it would have been it would have been. I perfect. don't even
0: think you need to do any. I don't even think you need to call him Jesus. He just had the crucifixion in there. You don't. Need, I it, think people would get it. But like, it'd be yeah. a lot, a lot more subtle than like, look the nativity, you know, like,
1: exactly, and then like exactly. less,
0: less direct comparisons between Ben Hur and Jesus, like, because they were like about the same age.
1: Yes, like born around the same time, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also I going, found like yeah.
0: uh, a lot of similarities between this and like maybe uh, some of like the uh, epic, li- like epic Greek literature, like uh, like the Odyssey.
1: Oh, yeah. Like a hero, like a hero's story and is like everything he knows gets turned flipped upside down.
0: Well, like <laughs> even like specifically like the the stuff that's like uh, like specific to epics, uh, like Greek epics, like because he goes to the underworld, that's him on the ship. You oh, know?
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, you did a lot more th- put a lot more thought into it than I have. <laughs> well, you've also had like a week to think on it. That's uh, true. I, I watched uh, it this morning.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it took me like two setting uh, two sittings to sit through all of it because it's uh, I don't know, like you got the full version with the overture and the intermission, but mine was like three and a half hours long. So, like, that's a lot for one movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was cool is the intermission and the um, overture. It like it slowly zoomed in on Michelangelo's um, David, giving not not David, wow up uh, God giving life to Adam.
0: Oh, okay. Fresco. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I thought like the font was so crisp. I actually thought it was like is that CGI? Did I get like a re- remake? What is this? <laughs> like I, I honestly thought like no, it was just well done. Also the MGM mm-hmm. lion didn't roar and that made me sad. Hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a good segue into our our next segment, which is stupid shit.
1: Dumb shit, I think.
0: Dumb shit. Dumb shit. shit. This is my time
1: to shine. Nate has all the deep thoughts, and I'm just like, I'm kind of shallow. Um, oh, okay. My first one, I'm just going to go to on my list here. God damn it. Uh, that was my text
0: R2-D2. message. Yes. R2-D2 in the background. He's yeah. giving his input.
1: I thought I muted it. Um... So my first one on this list is Overture, and I said, "Wow, there is an Overture," and that was about it. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not a lot of overtures in films nowadays,
1: or ever. Um, the next one I had was because I watch a lot of Top Gear, it's called Top Gear Jesus, and mm. that is because the scene in the absolute beginning of Ben Hur. Um, the nativity? The light, yeah, the nativity with the light shining down, the nativity, the star in the sky. You know, I didn't realize those famous shots existed, I guess. <laughs> um, and then, because they do a Top Gear episode where they're the quote-unquote three wise men, they have to go to the, the, um, the Levant and all that and make their way mm-hmm. there. And it is almost like shot for shot for like five or six scenes in that, and it is kind of hilarious. Um and into my next one, um, ruins oh, are on ruins even I in have the a past. comment. What?
0: I, I have a comment. What? That it's really funny that that they thought Jeremy Clarkson was one of the wise men.
1: <laughs> well, he looks like one of them. Um, he's all right. Um, my next one was may ruins not be very ruins. wise, they, but ruins are ruins even in the past. All right. Uh... So, so they're going through where people are actively living, and it looks like. It was a thousand years before <laughs> and now, like it, it got rid of it near the end of the movie. But like in the beginning of the movie, it was just they're walking through ruins and people are living in them. Maybe it was just like, oh, this is how people lived or maybe because they're so poor. But like, dude, these things didn't have roofs. All right. It's mm-hmm. people. They're not. No one's that poor.
0: Oddly enough, Ben Hurst's house is in disrepair. Is uh, enough for a ceiling. Yes. Enough for now. The fall and almost kills someone. So
1: yes. <laughs> so maybe they should get their shit together. Um. My next. <laughs> my next one here is um. A nice quote is "I'm a Jew and you're a Roman." Oh, okay. That was just that is that is a word for word quote from the beginning of the movie.
0: honored uh, uh, by uh Charlton Heston. I assume the yes. whitest white man who ever played Jew.
1: Yes. Well, I'm fairly white and I'm Jewish, so that's all right. Um, no, but
0: he's like he's very q- Christian and very square-jawed. Yeah. Like also not he has a
1: huge forehead.
0: <laughs> also, he's uh, he's Nick Fury in an alternate timeline. Anyway, so.
1: <laughs> um, they these are some quotes from Romans. Um, patriots, we are patriots. Be a patriot. Um, here's another one. No. Uh, we need to civilize the world. Mm, okay. All right, and I'm just like, wow. Okay, this is some um,
0: imperialism.
1: Yeah, this is like, but a lot of it, it look. It looks like it was what was going on in the world at that time is being projected back into this movie, and um, a lot of old ways of thinking. For example, um, historic historically, like, Roman was considered the creation of the West Western world, and it, it basically mm. was because a lot of it is was create, based on it, but. You had huge societies going on at the time—China, Japan, uh, the Middle East. Had a lot of—I mean—empires were forming and falling around the world, and it's like we need to civilize it.
0: Well, I mean, you got to think of a lot of it too. Is that a lot of people would see themselves in Ben Hur, and then what they see in uh, what they see in the Roman government, uh, the the Roman you know rule over um, uh, Jerusalem and the Holy Land uh, and Judea is, uh, almost like the United States, uh, going into all these communist countries, like, um, maybe not Vietnam at the time. But a lot of South uh,
1: American ones may, or, um...
0: Like, when we went into, um, uh, Korea,
1: for instance. Yeah,
0: Um, like, that would have been around this time, because you gotta think, like, the, the early 1960s America, that was, like, around the time of, like, like, uh, disagreement with, um, the government and the decisions that the government was making in terms of, um uh communism mm-hmm. like trying to go into other countries and saying no you're going to take our culture so maybe maybe there's a through line between like you know like old hollywood liberalism you know
1: yeah yeah, yeah. um all right and the next one uh prayers but in english so they said <laughs> all right so what happened was they were about to eat the bread so we bless the bread Blah blah blah, and it's like that is an actual prayer in Hebrew, but he said it word for word, but in English, and I thought that was really interesting because <laughs> it was just I'd never heard it said out loud before. Um. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. For a movie that stars a bunch of Jews and Charlton Heston playing a Jew, remarkably little Hebrew.
1: The only sign I can recall seeing that was in Hebrew was the guy walking in front of Jesus um, during the crucifixion while they were walking to the to the mount. Um, Mm -hmm. with him in front and it was just that's the only time I remember seeing any Hebrew at all in the entire thing oh no wait there was one Um, on the door of his house when he goes back after everything's ruined after many years um, when he kissed the wall Mm -hmm. um, the reason is that because on the front of um, every Jewish home as well as like in front of bedrooms and stuff any living space it's called a mezuzah and it's Mm -hmm. it's a selection of prayers I think I want to say Leviticus but I'm not sure um, and it's like bless this home stuff like that. Oh, okay. And I thought that was like a good touch. I thought it was interesting. Like, oh, a Jewish guy must have wrote that. Um,
0: I mean Hollywood, right? Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> all right. Next on my list of dumb shit. Um, the glory. I mean, none smeared. of this. Most
0: most <laughs> of this is not dumb, but yes. no. But
1: it's just, I my notes are dumb. The oh, way I okay. wrote it. Um, because I put prayers, but in English, it was all capitals. And then for oh, the mezzeza, okay. I wrote it's a mezzeza. <laughs> Um, my next one is the glorious beard that he had for many years, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Macedonians are barbarians, apparently.
0: Yep. I guess.
1: I don't know. You know those guys on the, they're fighting in the ships. Those oh, they were, were Macedonian. Um, Macedo- Macedonian, Macedonian, but those. Ma- were... Mac-
0: macadamia nuts. They were oh. fighting macadamia nuts. Yes,
1: they were, and the, they were all allergic, so they lost.
0: Oh um, well, I mean they won, so maybe they're allergic to Romans. Well, they got it.
1: They got an EpiPen. Um, oh okay after they paid a lot for it. Um the Mac- <laughs> topical <laughs> <Yes>. jokes. <laughs> oh, the Macedonians, they're like these are the people of Alexander the Great, all right? These are like not mm-hmm. dumb people. I mean, they
0: to the I mean to the Romans, they considered anyone who wasn't them a barbarian. That's true. So- but
1: these guys jumped off the boat. Somehow they mastered the art of shipbuilding, but they couldn't master the art of armor. Um so they jump off the boat, and all of them are topless and have like a like a small wooden shield and a short sword and like a loin cloth.
0: Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, like you can look at like a lot of like ancient warfare was like it's not just about like um, I'm saying like a lot. This is strange. Uh, it's not just about like, uh, it's, it's, it's like filler. what That's technology a you. Yeah, well, it's it's not just what you have; it's what you can afford to equip everyone with. And a lot of the times. Uh, <laughs> Like armies couldn't afford to equip everyone with the best armor.
1: No, I, so. I, understand, I understand that, but it's like also
0: you—you're yeah. on a boat. You want to wear as little as possible so that if you get knocked off the boat, you don't drown.
1: That is that is also correct. So, um, my next my next line we have thoroughly discussed already, but I'll just repeat it. It says Jesus for some reason. Yep,
0: yeah, Jesus for some reason.
1: Um, when they were being <laughs> attacked, um. And he was helping people out of the bottom of the hold of the ship that were just mm. getting drowned, drowning down there. Uh, the guy, one of the guys, chewed his own hand off. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, that was uh, like I was surprised by I the number like, I war. just
1: that was not expecting like, there people, that. Like
0: missing limbs, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like hardcore. It's
1: like you can tell, like the guy bit his own hand off.
0: Like that would be like hard R now, like hard R rating. Well, there's no blood, no.
1: so I don't think it would.
0: There were, I literally saw bones sticking out of a guy's, like, where his hand was.
1: Yes, this is what I'm talking about. But there was no blood. It was just red.
0: I mean, but, like, still, that's pretty hardcore.
1: Oh, wait. All right, my next... All right, anyway, the next thing I had here is that suicide attempt scene, but I thought that was really anyway. nice, so I put that on there in the awesome shot. Um, <laughs> I was just... Because I put that in there. Um, the decadent shit that they were trying to show... Mm-hmm. When they were in Rome with all the. They had all the African looking dudes.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. Like I that, thought that African dancing. like thing. the
1: only black people in the entire like, movie. L-
0: like on the cusp of being in poor taste. Yes. Like really on the yeah, cusp I'm of like, being in poor taste. I
1: was watching it and I'm like, is this is this racist?
0: And like, is this racism?
1: I, I, could, I don't think it was, though, the way they did it because they were just some yeah, dudes putting think it on that. a I don't show. Think
0: it, was, but...
1: it wasn't like they were being controlled. It wasn't like dance for me, but um Yeah,
0: I well it was, I mean then again nineteen fifty nine and the only person of color character in the movie is in Brown Face. So
1: the, yeah the only one speaking apart.
0: <laughs> uh coincidentally uh coincidentally in the original uh Ben Hur, the nineteen twenty five one the main character is actually played by someone who was not a white guy who's of Mexican descent. So So
1: yeah there you go.
0: Yep. Latino. Though it was a black and white film so they probably couldn't tell.
1: That's probably why they did it. Um, Yep. The next one, there were a lot of shots of people's heads with just only sky for background. Hmm. But it was always the same sky.
0: Of course, I mean it's probably like it was was painted.
1: Absolutely, it was painted. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was just I saw a lot of that
0: it's actually not a lot of like outdoor stuff in the movie no but i think that's just a
1: matter of being easier to shoot and easy to control things like that you know i mean it's the same reason they use like green screen even if it's just going to be in like a football stadium or something you know it's you can control what the weather's going to look like and what's going to happen yeah but i mean
0: like sometimes but like even then like like a movie like this film today would like go go on location and do um what they call second unit
1: well, I don't know, shots. Nate. How does the new Ben Hur stack up?
0: All <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking like, like what a second unit would do is they film a lot of like uh, outside shots, like people right. walking and talking and that sort of thing. Like, okay. and say and say like Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Like to compare an epic film with an epic film, right? Do you know like all of the shots that are like from a helicopter, like of a mountainside and it's like spinning oh, yeah, around? No, those are just and, like secondary teams, you know, like,
1: just filming. Yeah, as that's it. Yeah. Second
0: unit, there would be like okay. a lot of second unit shots, and like in this, like I couldn't even tell. Like, because right. like everything was on the set, so there was no like, like they didn't go out to the middle of the desert and shoot anything. Like it was all in like. Couldn't I guess they couldn't get Heston out there? Well, wasn't um, the they wasn't had to like fly, fly him in his of Arabia foreheaded. where they
1: film him through, going through the sand or anything. So. Yeah,
0: like that, like that, like Lawrence of Arabia is a good comparison. Uh, I guess they couldn't afford to uh, fly Heston's forehead out and then back.
1: Well, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it would take heavy. up
0: three seats on a plane. So yes. <laughs> he had to pay for extra tickets for his forehead
1: um my next one was uh savages and wives um is literally what it says and this everyone considers the uh, middle eastern guys savages and they have many wives and then i wrote that and they're like oh and then he goes and talks about horses and I'm like this guy likes his horses a lot
0: yep <laughs> <laughs> i thought that like like his character could have been a lot worse.
1: I thought, yeah, that that's exactly what I was thinking. Like this like, guy is kind of interesting.
0: Surprisingly respectful of uh of Islam, like yes. surprisingly, like and and like they they made him out to be like kind of a nice guy. Like so, I guess on the like the list of like assholes that that Ben Hur had to deal with, like it was He's like Roman, and then like muslims and jews are like the same which is very strange because if this were like made today i think that like with maybe some of the same prejudices right like the muslim guy would probably be a little worse right oh
1: absolutely who plays them in the new movie let's find out (laughs) (laughs) it's not like if this was made today we could tell um let me let me let me do some instant right now was that who morgan freeman played that
0: would be interesting. Morgan Freeman's in the new one, that's right. Yeah,
1: he is. Um, oh my god. I think he is. All, all these characters are named.
0: I don't remember what his name is in the movie, honestly.
1: They changed some of the names of the characters in the new movie.
0: This is wonderful podcast material. I'm where sorry. you go to it Wikipedia is, and look. Is, it
1: is. It is. Okay, just played Morgan. Morgan Freeman plays the Sheik in the new one.
0: Oh, okay. I uh, actually just uncovered something. Um, I I knew this already, but uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the Ten Commandments.
1: Oh. TCB
0: uh, Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. No, I I've, I've, film- I've
1: know I've seen that the splitting the sea scene, and that's about it.
0: Uh, uh film that just three years before this movie, so it's the second time that Charlton Heston has played a Jew.
1: Oh. Huh. <laughs> well, that makes it official, I guess. Um, yep. <laughs> and then, my last comment in here is bad guys whip it a lot.
0: Yep, they do a lot of whipping in this movie.
1: Oh my god, I love that. when During the chariot race, when he's whipping the horse and he like looks at him and he's like, I can do it to him instead! And he starts whipping Charlton Heston's character. Mm-hmm. Just
0: like, you notice how uh um the bad guy in the movie uh, Masala?
1: Yes. Masala, Masala. Severus. He-
0: uh yeah he was whipping his horses and um mm-hmm. Ben-Hur wasn't
1: also earlier they um preempted that because oh, he's whipping he shouldn't the guy the they're like he shouldn't be whipping them
0: yeah he oh yeah you're right that's a, that's a good point they also uh, talked about there. that
1: and he never whipped. he never really whipped him like he was whipped because mm-hmm. he kind of fought back with it but he's like just slamming the handle against them he didn't really
0: I, gotta, I actually have something to add uh, on a little bit of a segue, because we're talking about the chariot race right now. Go for it. Uh, add something to the dumb shit list here. Right. Uh, this scene has a lot in, co- um, the pod race scene from Star Wars oh my episode God. A Phantom it's working. Menace uh, has a lot in common with the chariot race scene from Ben-Hur. You could even say that they're pretty close to being the same scene. So...
1: I just added it to my list of dumb shit and it just says now this is pod racing
0: there we go <laughs> i mean when you think about it yeah like, wow what is a pod racer oh
1: wait is... hold on hold on i got i got it i got another parallel for you um okay sebulba whips out the bonus, bonus seer just like how the he had the greek chariot mm-hmm. and this the and he was cutting each other's like cutting the wheels off the other guys Mm-hmm. Sebulba did the all, same thing with the. Sebulba with,
0: was taking out other people in the race too.
1: Exactly yep. with the similar method.
0: Hey, hey, it's like poetry. It rhymes.
1: It's, it's almost. <laughs> it's almost every like, frame
0: is so packed.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Is there, <laughs> <start listening. laughs> this is this is garbage. Um. <laughs>
0: Oh man. So uh, my
1: final thoughts on the movie were I really liked it, it just could use less Jesus.
0: I mean yeah. like
1: not Jesus, just less overtly religion mm, in the beginning. Uh, I don't think it was necessary, but
0: I think for the I like audience
1: at the time, it's it is definitely.
0: I think that they were going time. for a, a, a specific thing here because now that I'm looking at like when the Ten Commandments came out and that movie's like really big with Christian audiences, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like they were specifically going after that demographic. That's why they got Charlton Heston, right?
1: Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. So like,
0: like you get the guy who was in the Ten Commandments, and then you start this movie with the nativity. Like it like flows into one another, right? Right. Um. And I guess to go over my, my thoughts, uh, I really liked it. I thought you could chuck, like, maybe an hour of this movie and, like, still get, like, all of the really good and interesting stuff in it.
1: Yeah, there, uh, there were some cuts to scenes that weren't really necessary or scenes that weren't necessary at all.
0: I thought that, like, after the chariot race scene, like, they don't need anything after that. Like, they, the movie could have ended there.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it would have been a
0: better movie.
1: I don't know if it would have been better. I think he needed to finish his arc of uh, finding religion in the end. Like, because, like maybe, because they but, sta- like... Because they started it, I think they needed to finish that. But if they didn't start that kind of to begin with... If, because It if, felt like... If they weren't so heavy-handed in the front end of the movie with the re- with the Christianity and the religion and all that, and they just mm-hmm. had him meeting Jesus once, and, like, like oh, look, it's Jesus. He's restoring his faith in the world and re- and stuff. That would have been fine.
0: Mm-hmm. I just felt that, like, like, a lot of the tension in the story was gone after Masala died.
1: Oh, Like, yeah. like
0: it just felt like, okay, so this is just gonna be more of him... Well,
1: the antagonist the... was gone.
0: Yeah, like, all of the, like, the driving force in the plot, like, after he died, like, th- it didn't feel like there was any, like, it didn't feel like the story was going anywhere.
1: It didn't need another 42 minutes after that, after that and After it he I maybe was like uh, it. something to wrap it up, but
0: that's it. I remember watching it, and I'm like sitting here, and I'm watching. And I'm like, this is a really awesome scene. This chariot scene, it's really cool. It's like really exciting. Like a lot of things are happening, and mm-hmm. it's like really, it's got a lot of drama because it's conflict between Masala and Ben Hur. And I'm like, oh, it's like who's gonna win the chariot race? This who's gonna die or whatever, right? And then like it happens, he dies, and then like I like look at, I'm looking at the runtime of the movie, and it's got like another hour, and I'm like, <laughs> why? Why? It's,
1: it's like, not just says like we're wondering what's gonna happen. That's gonna yeah do... like
0: like what what could possibly be in the end of this movie? And then it's like oh yeah, it's the crucifixion. Yeah. Which by the way, uh, I uh, another side note, I'm really impressed that uh, when they had Jesus up on the cross, it was a legit cross that they would have used back yes. then, not like the one that you see in churches, where like. There's a head part to it. That would it would have been just like the capital letter T cross, I, not I, like the full lowercase T cross I, they, that you see all the time. They were very
1: faithful to a lot of Roman standards. They had because the Nazis copied a lot off the Roman standards with the eagle, for mm-hmm. example, and they kept a oh, lot of that in. So
0: did the United States.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. The way yeah, the way they mean. had it set up, the the way the col with the colors and the red and the reds. Are you, just, could al- you
0: could you could also say that kept like, it in
1: even after so yeah, soon after World War II
0: I mean, you know, this is the 1960s. Any chance they get to shit on the Nazis, right? Yeah. You know, Hollywood shitting on Nazis? like.
1: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just glad they kept it in because it was like they were kind of glorifying the Roman Empire for a good chunk of that movie mm. in a good way. Like that's saying, oh, the viewer, this is this is a great thing. We're bringing we're civilizing the world, but it's coming in conflict with the religion of the old world and stuff like that. And then this new religion rises out of it. And they just still kept everything the way it was kind of supposed to be, and I kind of. Well, I don't know. It.
0: I don't know if the movie glorified the Romans so much as it said that they were also Romans who were not terrible human beings.
1: That makes more sense, but
0: like, 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 I mean, uh, like even to go with the Nazi thing, like there were Nazis who weren't terrible human beings either, like Schindler, you know, shit like that. Speaking of a movie on the one hundred list. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking forward to that one. That one's gonna be real fun. Um,
1: <laughs> Speaking of movies coming up,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're gonna segue into uh, uh, the next movie on the list. So Ben Hur was number one hundred. We watched it. It's three and a half hours long. It's way too long, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna have a nice little respite with this next one because the next movie, number ninety nine, is Toy Story.
1: Pretty much the exact opposite. Also, the only animated film on this list.
0: Which is kind of interesting. Uh, I know you haven't seen it since it came out, right?
1: The only time I've ever seen this movie was in theaters and I was a child.
0: You were also, you know, five years old. Yeah. Uh,
1: I've seen
0: yeah I was like five or
1: six.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen this movie a lot. It's my little sister's favorite movie growing up. So she watched it a lot. Uh, I probably know uh, more lines of this movie than any person alive. So, uh, you know, it's not flying. It's falling with style. Uh so that'll be that'll be next week, and I'm actually really looking forward to that because it's a movie that I've seen before, uh, and it's a good movie, and it's not three and a half hours long and filled with a bunch of scenes of Jesus, <laughs> unless they've added stuff since I you know I last saw it.
1: Well, there's a Jesus action figure. I'm sure they could pull from somewhere.
0: Oh, Of course, I mean, reach for the sky, with, Jesus
1: um, with um k- kung fu the... action grip.
0: Oh yeah, and there's a snake in his boot.
1: There's a snake in my boot. Yep. Um. I am looking All right. forward to this. So.
0: Alright, so this has been the Top 100 Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Nate.
1: I'm Aaron, and, and thank yep. you for listening if you've made it this far. We do appreciate it.
0: We've kind of rambled through this, but I think we're getting the hang of it.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out next week. Have a good night doing whatever <laughs> you're going to do after this. <laughs>